What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Alvarez. And uh, actually, real quick, uh, my guest for today, can you hold this? Yes, I can. And then show it to the camera after you see it. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. How do you feel about holding that? I don't mind it, actually. Wow. All right. I'm actually a big Ouija board user, actually. Like, I love Ouija board. You've used them. I've before? used them before, and what it's the like fuck? It's, it's very exciting because it's it's the possibilities of the unknown that's out there. This is why I love this. I got good. Luck. That's the first I, time we've ever had somebody on the show I, be like, "I use them." I love Ouija board. Like, yeah, I actually you have you stumped out. right now, don't I, Austin? You do have yeah, me stumped. So this is great. All right. Well, uh, obviously, I've already showed our guest, but our guest for today is the host of the Dating Intelligence Podcast. He's also a dating coach. We are joined by Christopher Lewis. Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you for having me on. I, uh, I really appreciate you sticking around. I know you did your shows earlier this morning, <laughs> but you're uh, you're here now. Um, we're joined by George again. What usual. is up, people? What's up, George? We were Yo. just talking about, I feel bad. I have caused nightmares for George because of this show. <laughs> Without a doubt. I'm do, not going to Do you actually you leave every show and you literally have to go home and something comes up that you're thinking about? It's mainly uh, when I get out of the shower and since I'm really blind, like I can't see that well. Okay. And then, so then the shadows. Oh, the imagery. The house, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, so Cece runs just, by and you're like, what the fuck? No, dude, seriously. It's bad. <laughs> It's not good. So you weren't like this this time last year before the show, really? No, Austin, because I had no, like, business. Okay, I felt like I was a grown-up. I'm uh, 25 years old. You know, I'm not scared of the dark <laughs> he's anymore. He's like, I'm a grown-ass man. What am I scared of? Now he's all like, I'm mortal. What 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 can harm me now? So I'll give you both something. So this is for me because ever since I was a kid, like, you know, and now I'm back in a two-story home. But as a kid in our two-story home, I always used to hate no matter, until I was probably way through high school, right? I would hate going home by myself in the middle of the night. Like if I was the only one coming home, oh. I'd walk in the door and flip on every single freaking light in the house because it's like it's horror movies, whatever it was, always scared the hell out of me. But yet I loved watching them all the time. I used to get freaked out. So I have to walk in like every single light. <laughs> so now I walk in my new house because everything is all like, you know, online or whatever it is. And I just go, hey, such and such, turn on all the lights and bam. And everyone's like, fuck, done. dad's home. <laughs> do you do the, you turn the light off and then sprint? I used to. Yes, I did. Uh, I, I, used I think to sprint we, George. Bed. I think yep. you and I both still do that. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. It may not be sprint now, but it's a little. It's a, there's a brisk walk. It's like you time it right. It's almost like you're like double dutch and you time it, and then all of a sudden you flip and you dive right. <laughs> yep. All the time. The, the all the Call of Duty me. dolphin dive. <laughs> yeah. Every time it's like you move fast, so like the wind that goes on your neck, you're like, oh, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> or for me, I, it's coming to get me. <laughs> Well, you always stay strapped. You never have to worry about anything like that. But so, Chris, uh, when I knew you were coming on today, I decided to make our show today about serial killer couples. Oh, great. So I want to see how a dating coach dissects these people. Maybe we can fix them. All right. Let's do this. All right. uh, So let's get into this first one. This one, uh, I actually just finished listening to a podcast from last podcast on the left about this couple. Uh, And it is Fred and Rosemary West. Have you heard of them? No. They were around in the UK. So uh, Fred West... Born in 1941 and Rosemary Letts, born in 1953, were a married couple who engaged in a series of gruesome murders in Gloucester, England, I think that's how you pronounce it, during the 1970s and 80s. Fred had a history of criminal behavior, including sexual assault and incestuous relationships with his own daughters. Mm. Rosemary was aware of Fred's behavior and actively participated in his criminal activities. The West's victims were often young women, some of whom were lodgers at their home. The couple would sexually abuse and torture their victims before killing them. The bodies of their victims were hidden in various locations, including their home's basement and garden. Their crimes went undetected for years, despite concerns raised by some of their children. 
The case came to light in 1994 when police began investigating the disappearance of one of the West's daughters, Heather. Eventually, the police unearthed the remains of several victims on their property. Fred West was arrested, but before he could stand trial, he he hung himself in his prison cell in 1995. Rosemary West was convicted of 10 counts of murder in 1995 and is currently serving a life sentence. Mm. Can we fix them? You know what? There's... This, this might be able to be salvageable, actually. Even though but, one of them's dead now? Right. Yes, right. And that's why it's salvageable. <laughs> <laughs> because she has a chance now to actually confess why she did what she did with her husband. Well, so here's the thing. Based on listening to that podcast, yeah. she was like the mastermind. Oh, so that's what they're saying now? Uh, no, no. Like listening to, okay. like p- piecing everything together. Got so basically it. they would let all these men stay in her home and she would sleep with all of them and then get pregnant just on like a cycle interesting and then they would have the kids and then they would uh do crimes to the kids and then they would kill them and they would bury them uh the husband was very much so into being a cuck as we call it he yeah. loved watching his wife have sex with other men right okay uh to the point where he had a peephole above the bed in their house <laughs> yeah it was it's it's really gruesome and that's like very very putting it very plainly they had some fucked up shit. And when did this all start again? What year? Did you uh, say? So they were uh, really. It was starting in like the sixties. Okay. But they had a huge gap in between crimes. At one point, it was like twenty one years. Right. Um. Yeah, the cops there were like, uh, "Kids run away." <laughs> right. Yeah, that's they always. They were just like, "Ah, uh, they'll find their way back. It's just kids. They run away." <laughs> I also believe that this couple got married really young. Then. Apparently, I think so. Well, yeah, uh, if you're saying the 60s and she finally got convicted in 95. Yeah, they were there. older because yeah. because they were convicted of crimes that happened 21 years prior. Right. OK. And um, and the fact that so what I'm hearing is the fact that I think that the, do you do you know how old they were when they first got married or anything like that? No, but I'm pretty sure we that? can find out. Yeah, because I feel like they were married at a very young age. And um, at that age, it's if they were some sort of sweethearts or whatever, they were very much in it, locked in for love forever. Fred was. It was very sad. Like, Fred was like, I'm going to stay with her forever. Right. And she was very much like, if he's of no use to me, then I'll move on. Okay. So it was very heartbreaking to know that. Uh, let's see. Married. She ruled the They roost. were married on January 29th, 1972. Okay, so. So right. he was born in 41 and she was born in 53. Got it. Yeah. So she was in her 20s. He was in his 30s. Okay. Then they're older than I thought they were. Yeah. Wow. I believe he had a, another marriage okay. before that. Right. So. Right. So she was younger than him, obviously. So if you're if you're saying this right from the other podcast, and he was actually cuck, they were cuck, doing the cuckold situation yeah. here. That means that she's younger. She needed more. He wasn't being able. To, he wasn't able to provide what she needed. Yeah, but she was also just a sociopath. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's what I was going to get at as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. Are you guys, do you guys cover this on dating intelligence? You know, we need to probably start bringing some. Like, I, I figured we could do some dead couples, but never serial <laughs> killer couples before. Yeah, so, I mean, you could start interviewing them. Right. I figured we'd do like the whole like, you know, start at least with Miriam Monroe, JFK, something around that thing. Let's start them off easy. Right. You I know? mean, they weren't serial killers. It was just an affair. Well, and that's then, what I meant. JFK... Starting off like dead couples is what I was getting at. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. From there on why then, yeah. that affair started and how it started and all that jazz. and You could do Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. What she got out of that. Bonnie and Clyde's a good one. It's yeah. a very good one. Yeah. They were very young. I think they were like in their 20s. I think they were my age when they were. Yeah, they were young. They were killed. Okay. All right. All right, let's move on to the next one. So we have Ian Brady and Myra Hindley. 
Okay. So Ian Brady, born in 1938. Not, what's up with all these old fucks, dude? <laughs> it's, it's, they're the problem. Yeah, I mean, the current uh, serial killers are writing the stories now. So, right. like, correct. Yeah, I'm just uh, I have a podcast. That's the difference. Yeah, but also with these <laughs> with these older what serial killers, what more land out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they were you know, it, no way were of rural. even no way of getting hold of anyone back then. Internet you wasn't know. a thing. You That's correct. Just instantly report right. something. God forbid if they had a phone. So yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, Ian Brady, born in 1938, and Myra Henley, born in 1942, were a notorious couple known as the Mo- the Moore's Murderers. They abducted, sexually assaulted, and murdered five children and teenagers between 1963 and 1965. The victims' bodies were buried on the Saddleworth Moor in northern England. It's all these English people, dude. <laughs> Brady and Henley's relationship was marked by a shared fascination with sadism and the desire for power over others. Their most infamous victim was 12-year-old Keith Bennett, whose body was never found. The couple's crimes were discovered when Henley's brother-in-law discovered incriminating photographs and alerted the police. In 1966, both Brady and Henley were convicted of multiple counts of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Myra Henley's involvement in the crimes remained a topic of controversy as she initially portrayed herself as a coerced accomplice but later admitted her active participation. Brady died in 2017, while Henley died in prison in 2002. Mm. So, you see that a lot, like and like with the previous one, uh, Rose West tried to do the same thing. Oh, I didn't know he would yeah. force me into it, right? And so I think back back in the times, it was easier for them to be like, oh, to my turn husband, the blind eye. Yeah, my husband is aggressive and he forced me to do this. And yeah. like, no, you murdered 15 <laughs> people. Like you still are very much in this, especially when it comes to kids. What's up with all the kids here? I think it's because of that whole I have power over right. you okay. kind of thing. And did they have, did this couple have kids? Any children? I don't think so. Okay. I did, didn't say. Um, yeah, I know. See, my, so here's my take on that. I think they were stealing the kids because they wanted kids of their own. They didn't, and that was their way of not, instead of adopting kids, uh, they were just taking just kids. Just steal them. Yeah, they were just stealing them. You know, it's like, I mean, people <laughs> steal kids all the time, right? Yeah. Still to this day. So they just were like, hmm, we need a kid. And if the kid wasn't compliant, there you go. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? George, what do you think? Are they are they fixable? Even though they they both died within the last twenty years, they are they are fixable. Yeah, you just I think uh, extreme amounts of LSD and mushrooms <laughs> can possibly put them back into our dimension, one in which murder is bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's 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 what they tried to do with MK Ultra, from what I understand. Yeah, MK Ultra, they were like, we could make we could make sleeper agents if we just give them enough drugs. Yeah, ah, got it. And then Maryland or. Uh, uh, Charles Manson was born. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, so do you have, okay, so as a dating coach, I'm, I'm assuming you help people like, oh, what are signs to look out for? What are red flags to look right. out for? yes. Are there any red flags that you're like, oh, that's a serial killer? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, um, when you're being um, persuaded or coerced, let's say, into doing something you don't want to do, that's a red flag, first and foremost. But once again, times are different right now because what, what happens back in the day, couples that were married, they stayed married forever. There was not really divorce was, you know, shunned upon. Um, so people stay together. So now you're in this fucked up relationship. What do you do? You Let's make children. it more fucked up. <laughs> you right? Children. I mean, right? Am I saying it's like, I mean, because what's going to happen to what was her name in the second one again? Uh, Myra Hindley. Yeah. Where's Myra going? Well, uh, she died in 02, so not but that I mean, far. At, but <laughs> at the beginning of all this, though, you know, like, where was Myra going? Right. I, well, because I feel like in the she was born in 42. Right, so he's back 38, then, yeah. Th- women didn't really have clear career paths or were, really weren't pushed to be ambitious for anything except for caring for the children in mm-hmm. the house, so. Right. Man. And I always think of these people have a lot of land that they're living on or something, too. 
do a lot of painting and stuff. You know, because <laughs> yeah. once again, it's out in the moors of England. That's yeah. a lot of land out there. It's a lot going of land. On. A lot of deviant stuff. How, going ma- on. how many people are buried out in the Everglades? Oof. Uh, let me, uh, Jamie, get on that. Yeah. Also, the TV is a uh, thirty is million. <laughs> <laughs> thirty million. A lot of Seminoles. What? <laughs> and fucking an uh, exorbitant amount of Cubans. An exorbitant right. amount of pythons too. Oh. Part of me wants to move to Florida because you can you'll get paid for hunting pythons out in Florida. Right. Like, how cool of a job is that? You're just like, yeah, I'm up. I, I just go out and fucking merc pythons. You can make a living from it, but it's so hard to find them. Like, yeah, they're just impossible to find. To like, but then when you find one, it's like five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're only finding like two every month. Okay, yeah. so it's like it's like going out and panning for gold or something. Yeah, yeah. but if you yeah. just keep buying rabbits, you could probably find a bunch of them. That's yeah. true. <laughs> lay a rabbit out. Ah, found it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they lay out python traps. What would you lay out for a python trap, George? Would you just lay out like a squirrel or something, or KFC, KFC, <laughs> cook, cook chicken? Yeah, <laughs> not even like a real. T- no, <laughs> just, like, I could imagine George. Not even raw chicken, George. Just, you but like, think chicken. about it. Any he's animal... going straight up fried chicken. You know what he's saying that because they're eating your leftovers, probably, isn't it? Right? He's like, you know what? Yeah, no, they're eating American. So like the but standard American right smells like KFC. Uh, okay, the average mm. American. So. Look at that. All right. Fucking way to save me there. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. I could imagine George down there sounding like the, uh, the, the put that on a cracker, dude. Like with that kind of <laughs> accent. He's like, what you got to do? You got to get the KFC out there, boy. They bite that like a cracker, dude. He's just <laughs> a seasoned hunter. And he just just goes to KFC. He just goes to KFC and then has like a wiffle ball bat. And that's all he uses. He's <laughs> just walking yeah. around. Walking tall with KFC. KFC and a wiffle ball bat. No. Not even a gun or a knife or anything. He's like, I'm about to whack this how many times, Chris, is it too much to get KFC like as a date night item before it's like, no, oh, you're weird. Like, mm. I, I want to move on. Hmm. Well, anything, um, you know, after a hangover is considered sort of something like that. So the more hangovers you have, I think it's acceptable. Hey, because oh, think nice. about it. Where do people go after a hangover? They want like they want fried food, right? They want greasy fried food. There's your choice. I've never been hungover, sure. but I've been drunk. Okay. And uh, I will say the best drunk food at midnight was In-N-Out. Okay. There you go. So oh once again, compare In-N-Out to that now. If, if, and you could take your partner, whatever you want, to In-N-Out as much as you want to. Yeah. No one's complaining. That is very true. So KFC is acceptable. Just get fucked up together. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. See? That's the only way it's going to be acceptable. I was trying to save you and your relationship, like man. Like just it. get absolutely blitzed and right. the colonel can fix anything. They will never think it's weird if you do that, by the way. That you know? is very good. I, I you might you. you both might be alcoholics at this point, but yeah. at least you're on the same page. What are you even talking about? <laughs> I could stop when I want to. I could literally But I right just... now we should stop and get KFC. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this next one. Uh, so this one I also listened to a podcast on, uh, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. You might know about these two because I believe it was the in the 90s that they really Started. ramped up. But they were in Canada. Uh, we're Paul getting Ber- close to the Americas. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So Paul Bernardo, born in 1964, and Carla Homolka, born in 1970, were a Canadian couple who committed a series of horrific crimes in the early 1990s. They abducted, sexually assaulted, and murdered three young women, including Carla's own sister, Tammy. Mm. The couple's actions were marked by extreme brutality and sadism, often captured on videotapes. Uh, the crimes discovered the crimes were discovered when a lawyer representing Paul Bernardo in a separate case uh, discovered videotapes uh, depicting the sexual assaults and murders. 
Carla Homolka struck a plea deal in 1993 testifying against Bernardo in exchange for a reduced sentence. <laughs> she was sentenced to 12 years in prison for her role in the crimes, which many consider to be too lenient given the severity of her actions. Paul Bernardo was convicted in 1995 and is serving a life sentence. The case remains a highly controversial and debated topic in Canadian criminal justice history. So, mm. uh, Carla is still out there living and, like, t to be fair, she did some fucked up shit. God knows what she's doing now. Well, now she has, like, a family and okay. everything and she has, she's, like, a normal person now. Right. But, like, everywhere she goes, they're like, fuck you, Carla! Uh, fuck out of my neighborhood! You're not shopping at this Smith's. I'll be goddamned. <laughs> For real, she gets like she gets like ridiculed everywhere. I she don't goes. know what's worse. It's like if you miss the winning field goal, like you know, in a championship football game, or being that because it's, <laughs> it's the same kind of badgering you're getting from someone, right? Yeah, but it, no, well, no, it, no. It I think it's forever. I think it's lifelong. Yeah, it's lifelong. You you never like get rid of it, George. If you you were a D one football player, but if you were a kicker for like let's say we'll just say the Buffalo Oregon. Bills, let's go Buffalo. No, well, we'll college Oregon. <laughs> And you missed the field goal that would have won you guys the Rose Bowl. Yeah. How long, like, do you think you'd, like, they'd put a plaque up of you in the school and being like, worst fuck up. Yeah, no, it's especially with, like, how bad you miss it. I mean, right. you're a meme forever. Yeah. You've cemented yourself as a loser. So, so is it better to miss it marginally or is it better to just, like, kick it completely to the left and, like, dome somebody in the crowd? Um, if you're gonna miss, like I, if you're already, you know, I'm not gonna make this kick. Should I just go for the left and try to hit it's one? It's weird. Of the you you almost don't want either of the extremes. You almost want it to get blocked. Got, so, okay, so I'm gonna go with one better. Coming from a kicker in high school and Are college, you, you were a kicker. In I actually high school? was right. Oh, okay. Here's what you really do, guys, and this is why I'm on the show today. You fucking <laughs> slip and fall. That's what you do. Out of the fucking astroturf. Right, like yeah. right, exactly. And that way, you have an excuse all day. If you at least if you kick it, you know you're screwed because you, you miss it. But if you slip and you fall. You can blame the ground. It was wet outside, whatever. Hundred percent. But now, what if what if you're smart. on your home turf and they're like you never? Fucking yeah, exactly. Fell. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Uh, I got new Nikes. Yeah, that's the I worst. Got new cleats today. Right. Yeah. Just think of all these European soccer players. What do they go through? Just think about it. Uh, miss the penalty classes. kicks. <laughs> acting classes. You, know, you miss a penalty kick, you're done. Yeah. In the World I, Cup, biggest stage. In the World Cup, but you're in the round of actually, sixteen. Actually, I think you that miss. actually trumps that chick's ridicule. From in that town. Because there are more people that are going to ridicule you for that. You can go international. <laughs> Worldwide they'll still, ridicule. They'll still yeah. know you. She just needs to move from her city. So the fucked up thing with her was they mentioned her sister. The This was one where, like, she didn't... It was a weird thing where, like, he started it. He was already a... He was going to get caught. He was already a serial rapist okay. before they, they really started dating. And then he started doing things and she kind of enjoyed it. But she, I wouldn't say she was the mastermind. She had... It, it's kind of like saying... Like with, for an example, for George's podcast, George is the mastermind for his podcast, but occasionally I'll come to him with ideas for his show. Right. But he ultimately is still the one in, in control. Right. With them, it was like that. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Paul. Paul was the one that was in control the whole time. And he was like, he ba basically, he, he liked drugging women and having sex with them. Mm, so he said, mm -hmm. we should do it to your little sister. Wow. And she, it like took some convincing and then they fucked up. So they had to kill her, man. Like they gave her like too much and I, it either killed her or like, they were like, Oh, if we just do this, she'll come back. And they're like, stabbed her neck or something oh, like, Oh man. Or she probably woke up during the act and she's like, I think it was, Sis? she, she might have killed the bitch. <laughs> killed the bitch. Brick. <laughs> right. And it's probably the sister who did it. He's like, what did you do that for? No, I think she if I remember correctly, she me he out. was the one that was okay. like, I gotta do this. Man. But it was fucked. It was completely fucked. And um, 
Yeah, they like, if I remember correctly, they like left a body in their apartment, then went to Disney World mm. for like a week and then came back and were like, mmm, that's smelly. Wow. We should probably do something about that. Smell like KFC? No, I don't right, think it was that curious. pleasant. Okay. Probably Popeyes <laughs> or churches. <laughs> have any of you ever had churches chicken? I've never had. I have a long I'm from Texas. I've had a long time. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Like, is it? Yeah. I've never had churches chicken. Yeah. I'll, I'll plug another, my favorite. Uh, Chicken finger right now. Canes just came out with honey mustard. I hear that Canes what? is really good. Canes came out with honey mustard. Changes the game. You so mean? Good. Wait a minute. You're saying in there, in like in the chicken or just the sauce? On, a sauce on the side. So they okay. used to just have the cane sauce. Okay, gotcha. And now they have murderers honey mustard. Wow, they're doing add-ons. Basically, oh, Jesus. Oh, I thought add-ons. I was playing a soundtrack. Yeah, complete no, add-ons. That's the ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you touch the Ouija board. Now they're like, you have summoned us once again, Chris. We I shall play like, the All music. of a sudden I heard music. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> George is right. <laughs> so are they fixable? You know what? In this case. They're still both alive. She yeah. has another family now with kids. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think they're fixable anymore just because she actually just ran off and left him. at, at the In the time of need, she should have been by his side. She left his ass. That's not fixable. But look at where least she's at the, now. At least the other two... Kind of said, this isn't working for me. Well, no. The- kind of, you know. Oh. <laughs> honey, I'm in a podcast. Sorry, babe. Can't talk right now, honey. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do as your dating coach? Yeah. Like, sometimes you just got to be blunt with them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I might have to delete that out. No. But seriously, at least the other two women were like playing like, I don't know. It wasn't me. Well, it was him. At least she yeah, just like straight up. I, but they all did the same thing where they were like, no, it was him. It was his idea. Right. That's right. the same thing. That's what but she did. But they didn't run off and get married to someone else. They probably would have if they would have gotten out. Maybe so. Maybe. I feel like that's a safe assumption. George, I mean, would you say that's a safe assumption? If yeah. the other two got out, they would probably. Yeah. No, there's. Sometimes it's just no teaching old dogs new tricks. Like they're gonna come, <laughs> they're gonna go back and do the same exact thing, bro. True. Well, I, I just meant like get remarried, maybe not reoffend, but oh that, yeah. But I mean, if like as to our knowledge, Carla Homoko has never reoffended after okay. getting out. That was my next question. Like, so these like I would love to know if there's a serial killer that actually got married again and then did it with the next person. There was so there was a man who I forgot his name, but he murdered his family. Okay. And then he got, so he was like. I think I saw that movie, Amityville Horror. No, 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 no. Okay. This was much more boring. No, no, no. So that was Damn. that was due to paranormal. This yeah, guy was right. like, my children are defiling God. And so he killed them okay. and his wife. Then he like left. And for 11 years, he lived another life. As wow. another guy with another woman. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing was, is like, he was, he was boring. He was like kind of. Like, nobody wanted to hang out with him, and he would invite his friends over and make them play, like, five-hour-long games of, like, Risk. And he was like, no, goddammit, you cannot leave Man. until you take over my country. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, like, when he moved, he was, like, cool again. And he was like, yeah, he had friends, and then he started doing that shit again. Okay. And then he started, and then they caught him. Got it. Because he, I think he, like, let his story slip or something. But I don't think he re-offended, but he did... He left for 11 years, okay, like, and it. they were like, we don't know who killed him. We assume the yeah. dad, but we can't find him. But that back seems to be very plausible with a lot of serial killers. Like, they'll, they'll kind of disappear for a few years and then start up again, right? Yeah, but with a lot of serial killers, they want the recognition. Okay, They gotcha. want to be like, yeah, I'm that guy. Right. That's why most of them turn themselves in or get caught because they either get sloppy or because they want, to, they want the recognition. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I've seen a lot of serial killer movies. Listen to a lot of serial killer podcasts in the last two years. Right. It's been insane. A lot of, a lot of that out there, yeah. by the way. 
Oh, yeah, there's a lot of it. But the couples, this is great because I've never realized a couple. Unless the only one I ever saw was Natural Born Killers from the which, movie Natural Born Killers. Which one was that one? Woody Harrelson and uh, Juliette Lewis. Like it was made by, um, uh, what's his, um, uh, Oliver or no? What's the director? It was a good, it was a, a lot uh, of them. Oliver, I'm gonna, Oliver Stone, maybe? Am I saying okay. that right? I mean, that sounds familiar. I, I think George can look that up, but Natural Born Killers, it's a great, like you need to see the sauce. It's a good film. That's a serial killer, like couple right there. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? <laughs> yeah, it's directed by Oliver Stone yeah. okay, with good. Woody Harrelson and yeah. Juliette Lewis. Yeah, great soundtrack. And Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's a good And one. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that, that's a good cast. Uh, and Tom Sizemore. No, that, All that names was, that I know. That film and the, the score of that one and like the, the, the soundtrack's amazing. So you need to pick that one up. I will yeah. definitely have to. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go ahead and get into this last one that we have. Um, this one is uh, Ray and Faye Copeland. So Ray Copeland, born in 1914, and Faye Copeland, born in 1921, were an elderly couple who engaged in a series of murders on their Missouri farm during the late 1980s. Hmm. The Copelands targeted drifters, homeless individuals, and transient workers, luring them to their farm with the promise of employment. Once on the farm, the victims were murdered, often by blunt force trauma. The couple would then bury the bodies on their property. The suspicious activities eventually caught the attention of a farmhand, who reported their actions to the police. In 1990, Ray Copeland became the oldest person in the United States to be sentenced to death. His sentence was later commuted to life in prison due to his advanced age and health issues. Ray Copeland died in prison in 1993. Faye Copeland was also sentenced to life in prison and died in 2003. Mm -hmm. So these are some old people. There are some old people there. So. I believe there's a, uh, there is a film with Jenna Ortega. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. Lindsay yeah. Adams. So she was in it. And it was like a slasher film, but it was like a porn company in the 70s went to this, like uh, like how we heard today. They went to, they rented this house and it was right. from an elderly couple. Okay. Then you find out the elderly couple is like into like younger women. And then <laughs> so they like start murdering all of them. Man. But I want to say like maybe that's based off of that. All right. Yeah, maybe so. I think this couple had dementia. They were too old to be really <laughs> like, they were, two things happen here. They're retired, obviously, in their life. They were bored as hell. They got sick of looking at each other. So, hey, let's have some fun. George, you think you and Cameron would do that? Yeah. When you get older, just pop in LSD and, and start start just doing in your seventies. Yeah, doing people up. Yeah, I mean, I think all laws are oblivious to you at a certain age. I just feel like people <laughs> who are old, like, just don't think that's a real thing. But right, I think you get away with right. it. It's like the same thing. So, so what he's saying is the fact that. They were both like, we're old people. We did, We can do what we want. He did, he did yeah. escape a death sentence. Okay. It's like, you know, when, when old guys, you know what do they do? When they hit on young girls, it's like kind of fun for them because they think that the <laughs> we, girls will just, you know, just entertain them. We watched that with your co-host, Jamie, and somebody here okay. at the studio who is older. Okay. Who is, uh, I won't name them, but, yeah. but Travis and I watched it. Yeah. We told you about it. It happens. And what do they do? They get away with yeah. it, right? Well, Jamie th it was like, you're adorable. See? That's how it is. And so this couple now, I, and by the way, yes, they'll, they're savable. Whatever the question you ask, they are savable. You can fix this. You know, they're going to just be <laughs> dementia. With, 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 a, <laughs> with a retirement home. Right. They're like, you know, old, and it's like, oh, there's, you guys are so cute. Sure, I'll get naked in front of you. Whatever you guys want. Because you can't see it anyways, you know. And <laughs> the cataracts they're, is they're so right. bad. They're playing, they're playing really old. And so what happens is they just freaking, you said bash them over the head with a what? Uh, let's see. That's ballsy. You said like a rock or something almost. Blunt force trauma. Yeah, right. So I mean, I mean that's that's straight up like right in your face sort of situation going on. Or there. behind you. you could just, Good point. I could I could yeah. take this lion head with you right behind you. Where they get the bah! strength? 
<laughs> Think about it. They like gravity. They started from the from the top of the stairs. It just kind of fell forward. <laughs> Worked their way down. <laughs> they were like, "Man, you got a lot of bro- like fractures on your on your legs." And they're like, "I fell a lot." And they're like, "Yeah, you mm. did because you were using that gravity to wow. bring the force to hit somebody." Yeah. I think this is my favorite couple. I hate to say this on Bizarre Junkies, but this by far is my favorite couple. <laughs> the I mean, old folks. Yeah, the old folks do it for me, man. It's like you know they got some balls there. All right, let's move on to. I want to. I want to know your opinion because you brought this up mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Do you personally think aliens are real? Um, I do think that there's life forces out there. Yes, I do. Do you think that they have been here? Um, I'm going to have to go with a high possibility on that one as well. Now, did you watch the hearing? The hearing? Yeah, uh, two weeks ago there was a House Oversight Committee. No, had three individuals who report were whistleblowers and had video evidence of UAPs, which okay. is now the new name for UFOs. Gotcha. They were asked on – we covered this live. George and I went – we're live at 7 a.m. our time, to, and we covered the entire thing. Okay. And they asked them, they said, is the government in possession of UAPs? And the the person they're asking goes, yes. Right. And they go, if – I can't tell you here publicly, but it, uh, in a skiff, which is a big – where it's like a big shipping container with like pads on the inside so nobody from the outside can hear in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, in there I could show you exactly where they're holding them. Interesting. So here's my take on all this. Um, yes, I do believe aliens are real. I do believe they are out there somewhere. I do believe they probably have probably have hit somewhere on the earth, might possibly still be somewhere, whatever, right? I've watched a lot of movies, so maybe that's kind of tiny in this. But here's my take. When you when people do something, I'm going to go with film with this, by the way, which you probably will we'll both agree with this. If someone's putting out an imagery or writing a book or doing something from our imagination, that's something that's, that's coming from your subconscious somewhere. You know, like no one's just saying that, hey, there's alien life form out there or this is what this ship's going to look like. And this is what intelligence like. Why are they why are they always more advanced than us? If you really think about well, it, well, because they would have to be to be able to go into inter- interplanetary travel or, you know, from galaxy to galaxy. You would have to be because obviously right. at our stage right now, we don't possess the technology required. Right. So they would have like it's almost like saying like it'd be like monkeys like if they're going to come. <laughs> You know, control us and put us in in habitats. How come? How? Why? Why would they have to be more advanced than us? Right. Good point. Good point. All right. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, I'm always I, like saying, I know we're advanced, but shit, man. Can you imagine? You think just like a a ship with like apes that don't. Yeah. I, I <laughs> when they walking out. <laughs> when they say we only use ten percent of our brains, I just want to know what the full capacity would actually be like. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Antonio Brown knows what that's like, George. Yeah, I mean, he's gone so far negative. Like, <laughs> he has no brain cells. So once you have no brain cells, you really unlock all brain cells. Right, because way. you're not overthinking anymore. Correct. Gotcha. You are just you are just doing. You are so, so now you're just like a big stump on a like a bump on a log that just kind of knows nothing anymore. <laughs> you just you know there, everything. You're sitting there drooling, and they're like, right, "What exactly. is he doing?" But really, in your head, you're committed. You're like. You're so you're, far advanced. You're doing at that point. astrophysics like on a level we've never seen, <laughs> and in your head you're like, "Wow, if only I could share this with the world." But really, all that comes out is you mooning people in public. Right. <laughs> That's the only way you're able to identify and express yourself in order to do that. Got it. Got it. Do you guys know what? So this takes me. You said astrophysics. Now it's put me to this point. You know what Google is, right? Do you know what a Google is? No. So a Google is a one with a thousand zeros. Yes. Okay. So a Google. Do you know what a Googleplex is? It's a one with a thousand Googles. So just think if you can like 
Yeah, expand. it's exponential. That's, right, exactly. That's the word is exponential. Right. And that's where the drooling astrophysics comes in at that Yeah, point. because like you just don't even know what their what comprehension right. is anymore. Like I started thinking about it one with a thousand Googles, I'm like, Brr. like I just automatically just start like dumbing out at that point. Yeah. I saw I saw a TikTok <laughs> and I'll have to show this to George. I saw a TikTok where a guy goes up to his friend like this with his two fingers and he goes, Okay. I want you to follow each finger with your eyes, okay? And he goes, yeah. And then he starts pulling them apart. So his eyes have to do this. And he, like, starts shaking. And he starts bleeding out of his nose. Holy crap. <laughs> it's like you sent that dude into, like, a brain aneurysm <laughs> trying to focus both his eyes on your fingers. Wow. But I imagine that's what it's like. It's like he was just possessing so much of his mental yeah. capacity. Right. That his body was like, we can't keep up with this. Oh, that, that's, uh, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm thinking of all the training that has to happen in order for you to even, <laughs> like, get that to happen, you know, to be at that point. So, all right. Well, since you're a dating coach, mm -hmm. what dating advice would you have for? Are you familiar with the Mothman? The Mothman? Yeah, I he's right the there, to I your saw... bottom right. That's okay. the Mothman. Well, I've seen the Mothman prophecy. <laughs> okay, I mean, so that's based on okay. the Mothman. But what dating advice would you give to a humanoid-looking moth hybrid creature that mm -hmm. is kind of lonesome? He's and he's seen before tragic events. Gotcha. Like so, he was seen before uh, a bridge in. Uh, West Virginia collapsed. He was supposedly seen right before 9/11. Okay. So what what dating advice would you have for him? Like you know he's kind of he's kind of a, a homebody. He's kind of a loner. Gotcha. All right. But he has these. You're saying, but he appears at different times when there's always tragedy that happens. Correct? Like the prophecies. Like right, yeah, the prophecies. He's, he's, okay. He may be a sign of warning. All right. Um, you know, if I was him, I'd look to go. If I had to put an ad out for him, you know, a, a dating ad, I'd say um, I'm looking for a psychic. You know, actually. <laughs> Okay. That way she can predict what the fuck's going on with him before it happens. And at least he can actually know and feel some sense of comfort before that happens. So I'm going to go with that. I think that the dating advice we give from is like, you're looking for someone of your own, which is going to be a psychic medium or whatever it may be, because at least he'll, they can always stay on point with each other. Okay. No one's ever going to outthink each other, out-prophesize each other in these aspects. So. They will unlock 100% they brain power. <laughs> they probably will. But at least he'll find his match. And that's okay. what he's looking for. Okay, so what about Bigfoot, who is constantly – you could relate him to a celebrity. Everybody's on the hunt for him. Okay. Everybody's searching for him. What what dating advice would you give to Bigfoot? Hmm. Well, I think maybe Bigfoot doesn't want to be found. He's, he's probably um, probably asexual. Doesn't probably oh, Doesn't probably okay. really want to find anyone, you know? So either that or he's like, you know, fucking everything that moves out in the woods. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and at this point, he's a happy, happy creature. So I don't know what dating advice I'd give them except, hey, do you? Because if you're if no one's seeing you or finding you, he must be doing something right. Interesting. Fascinating. Right. That's all I whenever whenever Chris is talking to me about dating, I'm just like fascinating. Yeah. So I mean, think about it. No one's ever seen him. Right. No one's ever found him, right? You might uh, see a uh, foot. Okay. Well. We did have a Sasquatch researcher on the show who says there's a colony of them in Colorado. Gotcha. Which I probably have that's my next thing too. Like they probably stick to their own. And they're probably just, you know, cesspooling it up. Okay, so you don't think that they, they do, uh, they, they're, you know. No, they're all incestuous. You know? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it's if it's kept them alive this right. long, who's to, who's to say they're right. wrong? Right. They, I, I'd say that um, they're, probably, they're probably polyamorous, you know. Okay. And um, they're just doing it up in their own little circle. So. Man, what a life. And then you just, like, you know you're constantly being hunted, too. You're like. Yeah. All we've got is each other, Joy. <laughs> probably hermaphrodites. Probably got both. Maybe. Well, this Which... so this Sasquatch researcher told me on the show that he watched a Sasquatch unzip 
in reality and step through to another dimension. Okay. And did that Sasquatch, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to have to do this here. Did he see a unicorn as he was ripping the timeline no, he apart? No, like, he said it just looked like a fissure. Okay. All right. Okay. It's funny what the eye can do and what the eye, what the eye see. I tell you. And the hard part about this is when you see that, because we've all seen shit. I mean, let's just be honest. We all have, you know. And by the way, I'm going to give you all, I'll give you my Martian story when I was a kid, by the way. And this yes, is, this please is, do. This is my truth. This and, is the time to tell. Yeah, and this is actually just came back to me. Now you just you brought it all back to the forefront again. And I was like, I, <laughs> I suppressed it so much. No, I was actually, <laughs> this is a funny one too. I was probably like, Five or six years old, you know, I was a little kid, and I remember, like, going to the bathroom. I remember my parents having a party in the other room. Well, you know, kids go to bed early, probably, what, six or seven at that age? And so I remember going to the bathroom, and I was on the toilet just sitting there because I was too tired to stand up, I guess. And I fell asleep on the toilet, but then I looked up, and the towel in front of me turned into a Martian. Now I'm, like, going, Martian, Martian, alien, alien. My dad runs in, what's happening? And I, and I woke up. So that's the only weirdness that I think I ever experienced with the, that whole sort of alien Martian thing and right in front of me. Okay, so but then I asked this of every guest we've had. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a paranormal experience or encounter? Um, I'm sure that I'm sure I have. Like I'm, I know I've seen a ghost, probably. You know, yeah. Okay, is there any like time that sticks out in your head that you were like, mm, that's probably definitive? Mm, no, but you know, like when you do a double take and you kind of like, kind of like do something in the middle of the night or something. And, yeah, George does that now yeah, because and, of the show. And, right. And, and, and ty, by the way, they always say it's not really like nighttime. It's more like tw like right when it starts getting like twilight-ish time or whatever it is, I feel like, when you see some weird stuff always happening. I haven't heard that. I've always okay. heard like middle of the see, night. See, mine's or... never been middle of the night sort of thing. You know, it's a, I feel like it's been like, you know, once again, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe, you know, it's probably middle of the night. Yeah, I'd have to say that then. But I have seen some. I have I've seen some stuff, you know, here and there, and it makes you do a double take, and then you sit there and go, you know, you that little head kind of lean and go like this, like head cock going. Oh, that's something I just saw, you know. Did anyone else see that crap? You know, no. But here's something that we can talk about. A lot of people. Why do you, I feel like kids see more than we do? We do for sure. Is that something that you've heard on the show a lot? Yeah, kids make everything way creepier. See, George says that, but as okay. a parent, I. I kind of, he, they just have more vivid imagination. Right. And that sometimes is why I'm asking because, you know, once again, it's like your imaginary friend, you know, and right. that's why I'm asking that but question. There have, we have seen videos where people are saying, oh, my child said they had an imaginary friend, but then we kept seeing an apparition. The adult saw it as well? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. like there was one that we covered a lot where it was the, the hanging man, this, this young British child. Okay. Um, I, f I forgot what the dad did, but the dad was doing something to provoke. Oh, he said, can you say his name? And he said, no, because if I do, he just stares at me and cries mm. and screams at me in right. the middle of the night. And um, there was a video of him laying in bed, and you see him get pulled by his legs. Okay, and like, like a real video yeah, of him. Yeah, we've watched it wow. of the kid, of the little kid, like a, like a, like a, a, a baby monitor. Yeah. And there's, like, there's nobody. You would be able to tell if there were hands pulling him. Right. But he just slides. No, I, I highly like believe that. I, I think that's all. I think there's truths all that, you know, um, there's, like there's a, with like paranormal ghosts, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's lots of truths to that, you know, no different than someone having like um, as they as as we say in the um, what, in the religious world or like someone having an exorcism, whatever it may be. Um, I think there's some truths to that. You know, it might be the mind playing tricks on you, but there's some truths to all this stuff. So I believe, I also believe in the fact as being a dating coach, and this is something that I believe, and I believe that um, souls are passed down 
you know, um, whether it be your soul, but I feel like it, it's, it's, there's souls out there that are just reused and floating around. If you ever thought like, for instance, for myself, like I know that I, when they say you're a new soul or old soul, right? Like I'm, I'm definitely a new soul, you know, and I, and I, you know, and I actually, yeah. with my, with my older daughter, I feel like she's an old soul because of the way she acts. And I was like, man, there's some trauma back in her past that's happened from an old, an old past. And I'm talking like, so you believe in like past life regression and all that? That okay. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. always, that's always been interesting to me. Um, because I remember hearing about it like as a kid and I, I figured maybe I'm a new soul because I don't have anything like that. Now, granted, George, I think we need to get somebody who can – because Sean Kelly had it. The soul? New soul? No, he like, had somebody come on and like do a past life regression with him on a show. Okay. Mm. So maybe with we, him and then – Yeah, and then he found out that he – and then they told him his spirit animals right. and all that kind of stuff. But I always heard of people being like, yeah, I remember what it was like to be a fighter pilot in World War One, like vividly. And I was yeah. like, I don't have anything – Okay. Like that. Right. See, I, I have some truths to that. Like, I, I, I feel like some, because I'm a new soul, but I also know what my past life was. Like, I feel like for some reason, like, and you know, this is maybe just a part of my ego part of it as well. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I was past royalty at some point in time in my life, you know? And I, and I, Me and too. I sensed that I was in some royal court and just kind of like, but that's why I'm a new soul because I never had to learn. You were the much. fertility person for the Pro court. The probably. Time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> why is my wife not pregnant? And you're like, yeah. Saya, I don't know. And they it's, finally are. And it's like, why is my child black? And it's yeah. like, Saya, I don't <laughs> like, know. Shit, Saya. Have no idea. <laughs> Fucking Python. <laughs> we need more KFC. Too much in the KFC, goddammit. <laughs> That's crazy. No, but if you look at your kids and you, you know, as parents, what are they look, let's look at our parents. Pff, he's not my son. He's, you know, he's yours. He's like, not nah, ain't my kid. You know, there's always some truths of like when you have a child, you're like, huh. You're like, it's like. I, see, I only say that when he does some like crazy dumb yeah. stuff. I'm like, that's your kid. Right. <laughs> but then if you look at him and look at me, you're like, mm, no, that's definitely, definitely your, your kid, child. Right. right. But I'm saying like behavior wise, like there's something that comes out of that kid where they're going, damn, like how you can see like, like, you know, if it, like for instance, a kid who excels beyond belief compared to a kid like your other kid may not. It's like it's two from the same family. You're both giving the kid the same amount of love. But why? But every kid has their own path. You know, you might have like a strong willed kid, you know, all of a sudden you're like going. We're like at two years old, you know, it's like this kid is strong willed. Like, where is that coming from? Yes, you could say it's from either side, this and that. But your soul is your soul. And that's something I always tell people. Yeah, I feel like that's just them. It's not necessarily Correct. like, sure, like I have a short temper. My mom mm -hmm. says she has a short temper, but that just might be how we are. It might not be because she you're like she could have a great temper and I could still have been born with a terrible temper. Right, right. It's like being corralled in, like you said, with this. It's like someone who's like who's a little bit weaker, a little bit insecure, you know, like it's it's like they're being more controlled or or pushed over. There's all these different dynamics that I feel like it's it's a part of your soul. You know, does that person want to speak up? Probably, but uh, put that in place with another person where that person be like, motherfucker, get the hell out of my face. I ain't doing this. You know, but that's what I'm saying though. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's it's funny on how it's it's all this to me is some sense of predatorial type stuff in right. this situation to where the male, even if it's the female, you know, preying on the weaker man or whatever it may be, um, there's it's all truths to that stuff. So I'd love to see the history and the psychology on on all that stuff, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many books mm -hmm. to read on that and you can probably go it's super in depth, but you that. need to know their backgrounds. That's the thing. Correct, though. and mm -hmm. the, I would I would almost suggest you listen to the same show that I do, okay. um, which is called the Last Podcast on the Left. It's like a comedy, okay, got it. A comedy, true crime, horror, very much like us. They cover right. a lot of broad topics. That might be my new dating spinoff. You know, but they they yeah. they do a tremendous amount of research. Like they'll go into like with um, 
that first story with Fred and Rosemary West, mm-hmm. they're talking about Fred's parents and how they were like incestuous. I get that. So like they go very deep into like like I uh with Oppenheimer just coming out, they did a whole five part series on Oppenheimer. Okay. And they were explaining like other things that were happening like distant but kind of related to it to give you more context. Got it. So they're very in depth with with that stuff and that's why I love listening to them is because one one I find them hilarious. They're funny as fuck. They're all mm-hmm. comedians, so it makes sense. Um, and then two, they're just super detailed with what they talk about. That's great. They do their research. Yeah, they great. absolutely do their research. But Chris, I want to say thank you so much thank you for, for coming on Austin. today. Thank uh, you. You've been that. talking about coming on the show for a while, and today the stars aligned. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. yeah so, I love what you do, by the way. This is great. I appreciate you mm-hmm. saying that. I yeah. really I really enjoy your show as well. It's very enlightening, at least for thank me. You. I know George probably gets some stuff from it being in relationships and oh, yeah. pulling stuff <laughs> yeah. away. I Watch appreciate it. that. You get good eye candy on the show, too, Chris. <laughs> very, very true. Well, you, we had had a, a, you had a good day the other day. Oh, so. Chris, I had one of the best Fridays. Starts to a Friday I've had in a while. Oh, I come in, and he was like, you should have done this show. <laughs> I was like, you guys missed out, man. This and all like, I wanted, George, I go, George, can you like film some behind scenes so I can see what Jamie's up to? <laughs> <laughs> and that video I proceeded to show probably 25 people. I was like, look at how much better my life is than yours. Like, even, I'm, I'm at work right now, and this is my view. That's great. But Chris, where can people find you? What do you have going on currently? So you can find me on my personal at, at Fetch Sport, and uh, that's my personal where you can get all my dating coach stuff. And guys, if you need any help in any capacity in the dating space, just hit me up. You get a free, just try my free 15-minute a consultation start off and then podcasts and all that other good stuff is at dating intelligence on all social media that's where you'll find my, me doing my podcasting and all my all my reels and everything as well perfect george where can people find you what do you have going on right now football season is right around the corner yes, ladies and is. gentlemen follow at gridiron junkies for all of your football needs you can have a busy season coming up shit yeah so busy i just so gave busy. him another idea today it's so good what we're i think we, could, we can kind of tease it yeah, no, we're going to play Madden. We're yeah, going to have a Madden tournament. Like, all the hosts. Like, all okay. the hosts at the studio, and then kind of like whenever hosts come in, then we can play that game in the season, and then at the end of the, the year, you know, the best players right. will play in like a tournament. Oh, like, like the, a, perfect. I think yeah, that's Yeah, we'll great. create our own little divisions. Nice. Yeah. And it, it'll be it'll be amazing. We have the back room now. I think we can just use that, what is it, like an 80-inch 80, 80 TV? Yep. We can hook up some cameras. You know, we'll have the Xbox there. I think it'll be... It'll be really good. So you should look forward to that on Gridiron Junkies. That's great. Yes. yes. Can I can I ask you a question yeah. before we sign out today? Um, so do you watch a lot of paranormal stuff and and like films and things like that? So I watch a lot of what I would call video essays. Okay. Which is also kind of content that I cut. I watch one. We watch once a week. We watch an hour's worth of creepy TikToks about all this kind of okay. stuff. You can really get sucked into that. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So my youngest daughter watches all that stuff on TikTok as well. Like, she, does she loves, watch Bizarre Junkies yet? So, I, you know what I mean? Probably <laughs> she's too young for like, all the extra stuff. But, but you know, there's a lot of footage and stuff out there that people always say, like, she watches all, like, the when the kids, you know, the TikTok kids doing the little ghosties or whatever it is or and all these bad things like that. She loves that all. I mean, she, she's she's been watching horror films since she's been four years old. Like, she yeah. loves that. Scene, I, like that my genre. start, uh, before we wrap it, and we got to wrap here soon, but my start was... Um, the sci-fi channel. Okay. So I used to watch that religious. I used to watch Ghost Hunters on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to watch all the shitty B-movies that they would play on there, which good on you, sci-fi, for playing B-movies on your <laughs> national television channel. Go like, blob. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like there was there was one, um, what, what was it? There was like one where it was like zombies on a boat and they had to like take a ferry to an island. It's like, oh no, the zombies are on the island now. What do we do? 
like, all right. And then they always have like the you could tell where their budget went because the CGI just looks too good. Okay. In comparison to the rest of the film, you're like, this doesn't, this isn't like you didn't color grade anything. Like it, it looks out of place here. But so that's how I got my stars. I used to watch those and I'd be fascinated by them. So. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of video essays about creepy things, um, conspiracies. Um, lately, I've been watching this guy, uh, Popo Medic, who mm-hmm. is really good. He's a really phenomenal documentary maker, but he does it the same way I do. And I've actually, some people have even commented on my that's great. videos, and they go, wow, that's very Popo Medic. And I'm like, you can tell who I watch a lot of, yeah. but he does a lot of like military police things where okay. he's like, oh, the, like the North Hollywood shootout. Yep. Um Ruby Ridge, stuff like that. He does those kinds of Waco, all those. Wow. So gotcha. I watch those because those are super interesting. Um, but yeah, I watch tons of stuff now, especially being in the in the scene. Like I kind of have to be in the know and up- updated. Yeah, yeah, I have to be somewhat mm-hmm. versed. I can't be on yep. a podcast and be like, "What's a ghost? <laughs> what's a what's a Bigfoot? Is that like when you when your foot gets enlarged?" But but uh, yeah, thanks again, Chris, for coming Thank on. You. It was a lot of fun for everybody Appreciate watching. It. Thank you so much for coming on again today and watching us and listening to us uh, ramble as usual. You can find all of our platforms and all the things we have going on in the links down below. And until next time, stay bizarre.